Final makes it 118 to 99. And the Warriors drop their second consecutive game on this road trip and have lost now four in a row on the road. Well, tonight, the Warriors took it on the chin. And again, there are moments in games where it gets away from a team and it, they really lose control of the game. I thought that it was late first quarter. It was 29-21. Right. And the Warriors had fought their way back. They were down eight. They hadn't played well. They were turning the ball over. They weren't shooting the ball well. They would continue to not shoot the ball well the rest of the night. And the Bucks should take some credit for that. I thought their defense, especially their help defense, was really good. I think any time a Warrior went to drive, they saw bodies uh, waiting for them. But uh, they were down eight, Jim, and they give up an 8 nothing run to end the quarter. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's back up to 16. And it had been such a great start for Milwaukee. And then they just lost all fight in quarter number two. And Milwaukee took advantage. They put up a 40 spot in that second quarter, 40-17. to 17. Wow. And so 77-38 at the break. And that was that. It was it. They were down 39. They'd only scored 38. They were yeah. down more points than they had scored at yeah. halftime. Yeah. And, uh, and, and no one played well. No, no one played well. Uh, and defensively, they just let Milwaukee do what they wanted to do, led by Antetokounmpo. He already had 23 at the half, by the way. And the Warriors were shooting an abysmal 27%, 5 of 24, it's a 20, just not quite 21% from three. And they turned the ball over. I will say in the second half, forget the score. I'm not going to say yes, and they did outscore them because the the game was over. They did take care of the ball a lot better. They only had four turnovers in that second half. That, that's what I look for. At least they give yourself a, a fighting chance if you do that. They lost the game in the first half, though. That's the problem with it overall. Well, the Warriors fall to 30 and 11 on the season. That's the good news. We're at the halfway point, and they're 30 and 11. Yeah. And right. uh, they're 12 and 8 on the road, though. That that's not that's a cause for concern. The uh, Bucks scoring 119 season high tying for a Warrior opponent. Yeah, uh, that was actually no. Was they've just was it 118? Was the final 118? Yes. Yeah. They, they 119 was the season high tying uh, by Toronto back on December 18th. The 19 point. Loss matches the largest for the Warriors this season, and they've dropped their fourth straight on the road, Jim. And, and yeah. let's get back to that road number because 12-8 and eight is not what you would expect from a team that was playing so well in the early season. No, and you've got Chicago, who has the best record in the East, coming tomorrow night. Yep. So uh, it does not get any easier. And the, uh, the road losses, like you said, 18-3, and three, sparkling at home, 12-8 and eight on the road. So... I don't know who's going to play. I don't know who's going to sit tomorrow night. But clearly the Warriors, um, whose offense has been so good, it's been declining over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and then without Draymond Green, uh, obviously the defense is going to take a hit, and it certainly has. Well, you know, but let's, let's stay right there for a moment. Yeah. Because let's, let's take that and, and move it back to the offense. Without Draymond Green on the offensive side of the ball, they don't have the guy that kind of organizes everything. They don't have the guy that, that will, uh, you know, dribble to – he'll dribble to Steph, hand the ball off, set the screen all in one motion, yep. giving Steph a, a lane. He, yeah. he passes the ball. Yeah. Uh, he attacks the basket. And he creates for others. And I think that's part of the, the, where the offense, you know, the last couple of games, Draymond's been missed on that side too. Yeah, absolutely, because he gives, what, eight or nine assists a night. 
and that's what he does. He he just knows how to play. He he knows how to play the game, and he's proactive. He knows what's going to happen. He sees the defense. He knows the things he should do. He just makes good decisions like that, and he plays at such a high level. His energy level is he never gets outplayed. He never nobody tries harder than Draymond Green. He just has that built-in uh, drive, and it's it's nice to have it. And so they've got to do something tomorrow. And I'll tell you right now, Sh- Chicago is uh, – they've got two hellacious scorers in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And uh, those two combined for about 51, 52 points a night. Each of them averaged 26, and, and, and uh, that's tough. They're, they're a lot better. They have Vucevic now, who used to be in Orlando. Lonzo Ball is averaging 13 a game for him, And they've got Alex Caruso, who, you know, people made fun of him in L.A. and everything, and he was the way he played – but he gives you eight and a half points a game, and he's a he's a competitor. So um, they they by the way they won nine straight uh, since then. They've lost I think two of three or at least two and two or something like that. But they they had won nine straight to get this record up to uh, the best in the East at twenty seven and twelve. And, and, and that's something to say. And you mentioned those scores because you, you take away the restricted area where they really don't shoot the ball all that well. Yeah. If you talk about in the paint, the non restricted area in the paint, they're in the top ten. They're third in the mid-range because of DeRozan shooting okay. percent. Yes, they shoot 44% there. Yes, mid-range shooter. And then, yep. then with Levine and some of their other shooters, they're first in corner threes at 43.7 and second in above the break threes at 37.3. So this is a good shooting team yep. that you really have to be aware of. Without question. Uh, this is When you have the best record in the East and uh, people are competing as they are, it's not done by uh, mirrors. and that, So they're, they're for real. And the, I think the addition of DeMar DeRozan has really helped them. It's taken a lot of pressure off Zach Levine. Yeah. And uh, because, he, you know, he's a one-man one show. He can go and score and do things through you, but he could do that in the past, and they would lose. Since but now the, they're winning. Since the start of December, Levine is averaging 26 points a night, but he's the fourth-best three-point shooter in the league in that time at 45.4%. And what, what does that do have to do with DeMar DeRozan? DeMar, DeRozan's threat yes. gives Levine more room. Right. He's got more room to operate to score. And Levine is another guy that I think we should all like look at his career and remind ourselves not to be a, a rush to judge a player. Yeah. Uh, early in his career, he wasn't that kind of a shooter. Not at but all. he's put in the time. He's nope. put in the work. And and now he's, he's uh, a, a great player. He's a great player. He's turning, and he's a great scorer. Mm-hmm. And he's a more consistent scorer. And he's a more dependable scorer. And I'll tell you what, he's quick as lightning, and he can go to the basket. When he gets to the basket, um, he's up above that rim, and he has a lot of dunks in traffic. He's he's not afraid of anything, by the way, offensively. Right. And so the the Warriors tonight, they they shoot thirty four percent, thirty three from three, but that was actually. Uh, their three percent went up in the fourth quarter. It was it was not that good, and and it really uh, down all night. They trailed by almost forty at the break, and the Giannis with a triple double for the Bucks. Bucks got a great night out of their starting five. Uh, Gary Payton the second would have helped, but he went down five minutes into the game with a sore lower back, and so we'll have to wait and see how he's going to be tomorrow. And of course, being the back end of a back to back. You know, we might see more of the guys we saw in the fourth quarter than we see the guys who started the game tomorrow because I have to f- feel that there'll be uh, some players who will not play in Chicago yeah, tomorrow. That, yeah, and I hope they play well together and not just have it so scattered. Uh, obviously, I, I, I can't leave without saying with Clay Thompson and him missing, I don't know, the first six shots that he had 
Um, he finally got to the free throw line, which really helped him, and he hit a couple in a row there from three-point range. But um, it, it's all still foreign to him. You know, he, right. he's, he missed two years, and it shows right now. Yeah. It shows right now, as well it should. I mean, it's, yeah, and, and, and like we said earlier in the broadcast, yeah. his comeback, it not only affects just, say, a guy like Jordan Poole, who had been starting and now is learning to come off the bench, it affects everybody. Gary Payton's minutes are a little bit different. The rotation's a little bit different. Guys' roles are a little bit different. And so it's going to take, I think, a couple of weeks to get this really straightened out. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to play as poorly as they did tonight, but I'm saying that, that I, I think in a couple of weeks' time we'll, we'll have an idea what this team's going to look like with Clay, but, because right now it's just way too early to tell. Yes, you can't rush to judgment on this. Right. And what Jordan Poole has to think about, okay, for, to, for him to get in the right frame of mind to come in there, he's got to say, okay, I didn't lose my starting job to Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is an icon here. There are three championships, uh, you know, an all-defensive player, an all-league player. Um, and he's got to look at himself and say, you know what? This team needs me right now because Clay's not quite back up to par. And that, that's the attitude. He's got to come with the kind of attitude that he had earlier in the year when he was going great guns and getting 32 points here, 31, and, and averaging over 18 a game. He needs to he needs to forget about Clay and what Clay's position is and where his position is when he's on the floor he's got to get all that stuff out of his mind and he's got to get back to playing a natural game and not thinking about it out there he he's got to play with instinct yeah uh, that's uh, that's a really good way of saying it and uh, JB we get to do it all over again tomorrow and hopefully tomorrow we'll get uh, a little bit of a better game than we got yeah. tonight and and. Uh, you know, but again, we're at the halfway point. We're at the halfway point, and and not many people would have thought that the Warriors at the halfway point no. would be thirty and eleven, the second best record in the league. I mean, that's just um, you know we we're talking about issues about you know getting a great team to get settled out as opposed to a, a team that might be struggling, and so. They've um, lost four or five, and, yeah. and and they may lose tomorrow night. It's going to be a very tough game for them, yep. and especially if you know, don't have your horses playing. Uh, but you get through that stretch, and remember, at the end of this month, there are seven straight home games. Yeah. Jim, seven straight home games coming up at the end of January. You know, it's it's that kind of a night when R.C. Davis points out that 30 and 11 are the numbers of Steph and Clay. Oh. There you go. That's, so we, we brought it all home and wrapped it up in that. 